Awesome. If you're here and you brought your Bible, I want you to show me your Bible today. Lift it up. Lift it up. Come on. Show every angel, show every demon that this church is a Bible-believing. Come on. Cast out every demon. Show them your Bible. Come on. This is God's Word. We believe God's Word. We believe what it says we can do. We can do everything that God says we can do. We love God's Word. I'm super pumped. Everybody's excited. But before we start the Word, I want to just talk to you for a few minutes, okay? We're going to start a new series on honor today. And, uh, and uh, I do believe that you are here because God wants you to hear this word. And God wants you to experience his presence. All right? But before I, I get into the message, I just want to encourage you. Are you listening? Yes. I want to encourage you to expand your heart to receive God's word. Increase the capacity of your heart to, to receive God's word. Don't just treat God's word like, oh, it's okay, it's a message now. And, you know, he's going to talk, I'm going to listen. And, uh, you know, that's about it. I want you to understand how important it is for you to increase the capacity of your heart. Okay? Bill Johnson says this. He, say, he makes a beautiful statement. He said, God sets the altar on fire. God sets the sacrifice on fire, and it is the priest's responsibility to maintain the fire. It's Bill Johnson's quote, not mine. But you can honor him. That's absolutely fine. But what I'm trying to tell you today is that, that God will set you on fire in a church service like this. You'll come in, the faith in the room is really high, and, and you'll walk out, and you're like, wow, I can lay hands on the sick right now in this moment, and they will get healed. I can speak to them, and they will get healed. But when you step out of these doors and you go back into the world, it's your responsibility to keep that fire going. Not many people are saying yes to that one. It's your responsibility. It's not John's responsibility. It's not SoundCloud's responsibility. It's not iTunes' responsibility. It's not your coach's responsibility. It is your responsibility to keep that fire in your heart burning. And the way you do it is by increasing the capacity of your heart. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13 says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom... And the man who gains understanding. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and gains understanding. You find wisdom because you're looking for it. You find wisdom because you are looking for it. I'm going to try and... There we go. That's awesome. You gain understanding... By experiencing wisdom. You find wisdom because you are looking for it. How many of you in this room are looking for wisdom? Almost all of us. Very good. You cannot gain understanding if you don't step out of these doors and apply wisdom in your life. 
See, the, when you are sitting in a room like this and you're listening to the word, you're not just listening to any word. You're not just listening to a man preach. You're receiving God's seed. You're receiving wisdom. And when you receive wisdom, if you can open up your heart and you can create a capacity, increase the capacity for God's word, now wisdom comes and lives on the inside of you. And when wisdom lives in your heart, when you step out of these doors, now your heart begins to lead you. Not your emotions, not your feelings, not goosebumps, not sadness, not happiness. The word on the inside of you begins to lead your life. So wisdom, it's better to be led by wisdom than to be led by the understanding that you get outside of these doors. Do you understand? The, the culture that we want to create is not a culture of, of intellectualism. Where you come and, oh yeah, that's a good word, you know, you, pastor, you said that word, I got that word this morning. Now what did you do when you got the word from this morning till now? I'm not looking for people to just agree with me that, oh wow, that's a really intellectual, wow man, that's a really good word. I'm looking for people to listen to the word as if they're receiving wisdom. Wisdom is coming to me. Wisdom is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. That's why we stick to this word. We don't go outside of this word into opinions and intellectualism. It's because we desire wisdom. When we desire wisdom, wisdom comes and lives on the inside of our hearts. So that when we go out into the world that wants to give us a different experience, a different understanding, I'm not going to receive wisdom from the world. Because the wisdom of this world pales compared to the wisdom of our God. The wisdom of this world is foolish compared to the wisdom of God. So why would you open up your heart and allow your heart towards God to grow cold when you can open up your heart and receive wisdom and keep the fire burning throughout the week. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you. Find wisdom today. Find wisdom in what we're saying today. Find, don't just listen to it. I want us to create a culture in this church. A, we're going to step into the new. It's a shift. You understand? We're in the shift now. We've already shifted now. Like all the people at the back are saying amen. Because they believe we have shifted now. Now That's what your church sounds when everybody says amen. You understand? It's a lot more louder. But I want you to not say amen and hallelujah and yes and all that kind of stuff. If it just makes sense. I want you to, when you, to gain understanding... You have to listen. Are you listening? Okay, good. You have to listen with application in mind. You can't just listen to the word because you are intellectual. No, 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 no. You have to allow wisdom to scan through your life. 
When you're listening to the word today, you have to allow that word to scan through your life. And you have to see every area in your life that that word, my gosh, I'm going to apply it in my life as soon as I get out of these doors. Oh, that word, that, oh my goodness, God, you're exposing my heart now. Oh gosh, that is painful. But Lord, I know it's painful because I'm, I'm holding on to that. But I receive your truth. I receive wisdom because I know that your ways are not my ways. Your ways are higher than my ways, God. And because of that, I'm going to take your word. I'm going to apply it and receive and gain understanding. You don't gain understanding just by listening. You gain understanding by applying. Have you ever, have you ever thought of a, a bodybuilder that goes to the gym and looks at the weights? Do you think he has any gains? Do you think he will gain anything just by going to the gym? Some of us do that in the beginning of the year. Gym subscriptions. Huh? We make all our, uh, what are they called? Resolutions, they don't really mean anything. You know why? Because the word resolution is not in the Bible. We don't, we don't come up to do any resolutions because you know why? The wisdom of this world leads us to do resolutions. But the wisdom of God leads us into transformation. I'm not looking to just make a resolution to change my body. I, the Bible says that you will prosper as your soul prospers. Come on now. I think I'm more on fire than you are. Mm, you're getting there. <laughs> wow. So we're going we're gonna to start a new series, like I told you. And uh, we're going to start a series on honor. It's very important that we understand honor. Okay, um, we, we, we love the glory of God. We love miracles, signs, and wonders. But uh, this is not a church that is just growing only in that way. We want to grow into Christ. Jesus never taught us how to do miracles, signs, and wonders. Jesus never taught us how to heal the sick. He just said he healed them. But he, he gave us his word so that we could be transformed into his image and likeness. Honor is not something you do. Honor is who you are. Honor is who you are. The reason why honor is important is because honor is a virtue of God. It is who he is. Honor is who God is. It's a virtue. And if we can behold the virtues of God in our life, we will become, we will be transformed into the very virtue that we have a value for. We want to create a culture that is not intellectual. Open your heart and receive wisdom. Honor is a virtue. It is who God is. He cannot dishonor you because he is honor. Do you understand? When we position ourselves to understand honor, we're saying, God, increase the capacity of our heart. We're, we're receiving wisdom now. Increase the capacity of our heart because we want to be as you are. What is that? Honoring. We want to create a, a in this series, I'm, we're, I'm hoping to build into this church a culture of honor. 
I want to build into this. We, because we come from so many different backgrounds. Some are Catholics, some are Presbyterians, brethren, sisterins, you know, born again, born again, again, again. I mean, how many times you're born again, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, but we come from so many different backgrounds in so many different countries uh, that we have different understandings of honor. You know, I, I grew up in a, in a, in a society uh, that, that said, if you say hello to me, I'll say hello to you back. If you don't say hello, I don't care. I'll just walk away. Why? It's because you need to honor me, man. I'm older than you. <laughs> I do believe that the church of Jesus Christ uh, needs to manifest and be known for honor. Because he is honor himself. The Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, seek after glory, honor, and immortality. If you've been, ever been a part of our church from the beginning, we believe in the glory of God. We believe in the manifestations. We were singing it today, the glory, the glory, the glory. And it completely took over the service. And I love that part. We also believe in life and long life and immortality. And God is immortal. And he's giving us his ability to live long and long. I, I just forgot that I had a translator. But, um, but he's given us, giving us the ability as we behold him, we become like him, which means long life is our portion. But in between the glory and long life is honor. Honor brings the balance to us as human beings. Honor makes us like Jesus. Honor makes us, actually, honor makes us more like God than even miracle signs and wonders. Because honor, we've been taught that to honor somebody, they have to earn it. But that is not how God honors us. God honors us because he is honoring. He is honor himself. And so our uh, uh, my hope in this sermon series is that we would be transformed into honor itself. That we would not look at one another according to the color of our skin or the salary in our bank accounts or the business and all that kind of stuff. We would honor one each other because we have honor being etched and carved into our hearts. Amen? 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 Anybody like that? Good. Awesome. So since you are so eager and love the word, let's open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3, and we'll read from verses 1 to 10. Proverbs 3, are you there? Okay, I'm going to take you through how I read my Bible, okay, and how God gives me revelation. Are you okay with that? Okay, good. Verse 1, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. I'll read it again. My son, do not forget my law. That's the word of God. That's the wisdom of God. But let your heart keep my commands. It's very interesting where the commands of God are. Where it's not an intellectual thing. It's not a brainy thing. Left brain, right brain. Just. But he said keep your my commands in your heart it's very interesting that the, the 10 commandments that God gave us that were were carved out on stone the Bible says in the new covenant that he's given us a new heart and in that new heart it's already it's 
engraved. You, every single person who receives Jesus as their Lord and Savior receives a new heart. You don't fight against the commands now, but in fact, you actually submit to them. You actually, it becomes a pleasure to obey God's word. If you, if you are finding it hard to obey God's word, uh, the commandments that he has given, at least 10 of them, then we need to really go back to our coaches and say, please, we, I need to figure out what is in my heart. Because it's very important that God says, he gives us the commands. But he doesn't give you, doesn't force it down into your heart. He says, do not forget, but let your heart keep my command. Which means keeping the word of God is your choice. Hello. You're sitting in this room, you're receiving wisdom. It's your responsibility to keep it. Verse 2, for length of days. Wow. Length of days. How many of us feel like? Our days are too short. Is it just me? Huh? How many of us feel like, man, I'm, I, I, 24 hours in a day is not enough. Kelsey and I, have, we've just started about two or three businesses and work and church and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I do, I'm, not, I'm fighting for time. I feel like there's no time in the day. There's so much to do. But what, what is he trying to say? For length, if you have the word of God in your heart, it lengthens your day. Come on. Don't you love the word? This is wisdom. He's saying your days become lengthy. It doesn't mean that you get 25 hours in the day. It just means that for everything that you're about to do or going to do in the day, he gives you the grace to do it faster. Come on. Come on. I'd like some of that. I'd like some of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So say an amen and receive wisdom. And then he gives you Long life. Hey. He not only gives you the grace to do all things in a short amount of time, which is phenomenal. He also adds days to you. Come on, come on. But God's desire is if you choose wisdom and if you expand the, 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 the capacity of your heart, he will lengthen your days. And give you long life. Come on. Come on. And peace, they will add to you. My gosh. Peace does not come from sitting in, in, in a, a, with meditation and going, mm, and then going for laughing cups and go, ha, 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 And sitting down in meditation, paint the, paint the room white and have that, that bell. Peace does not come like that. Peace does not come by chanting. Peace does not come by repeating all that kind of stuff. Peace comes by wisdom that is in your heart. Verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Verse 5. Trust. In the Lord with? Mm, Everybody didn't sound like we were all together. Trust in the Lord with? And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. 
and he shall direct your paths. Come on. This is, this is, this is a good verse. Verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Wow. Come on. Come on. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with Come on now. <laughs> it's legal. Just letting you know. It's legal to honor the Lord. What are you thinking about? <laughs> He's saying, honor the Lord with your possessions. Now look up at me. Honor. Are you looking at me? Good. Very good. Honor the Lord. Honor is the state or the condition of your heart in relationship to the Lord over your life. Honor the Lord. Listen, there's, there's, wisdom is multidimensional. And as you slow down to read exactly what it's saying, wisdom will reveal itself. He's saying, honor the Lord. The question I have for you is, who is the Lord over your life? Because the state, the condition of honor in your heart for God as your Lord will be determined by how you give your possessions. You must understand what he's trying to say to us today. The writer of Proverbs is saying, honor is the condition of your heart in your relationship to God as your Lord. How do I know you honor Lord? the Lord? Is if your possessions belong to Him. You must understand that when you gave your life, when you surrendered your life to Jesus as Lord, He became Lord over your life and everything that surrounds you. Which means you are not the Lord over your life. So when he's saying honor the Lord, it means position or create a hard attitude towards God. Most times Christians honor themselves. That's why they keep their possessions. But honor is the state of your heart in relationship with God. If God is the Lord over your life, then everything, you acknowledge that everything in your life belongs to Him. Do you understand? He's saying honor the Lord, which means honor to God is demonstrated. It's not lip service. Honor is not just, oh, uh, I honor the Lord. No, no. Honor to God as a Lord is demonstrated by acts. Yeah. 
It is demonstrated by giving. Not just money. Please don't think I'm, I'm doing a money sermon right now. Even if I did, your heart should be clean. Why? It's because your money did not belong to you. It belongs to the... Some of you are shocked, but it's okay. Because when you gave your life to Jesus, you gave your life because you were scared that you were going to go to hell. So now since Jesus saved you and kept you on the earth, that means he wants you to have all your possessions. But true honor is displayed to God by giving all your possessions. And the first fruits of all your increase. It's very interesting, isn't it? So the measure of honor that you have in your heart is determined by the measure of access that you give to God over all your possessions. The measure of honor that I have for God is determined by the measure of access he has to everything that he has given me in the first place. The measure of honor in my heart for God is is revealed to God by how much access I give to him with all the possessions that I have. Let me give you an example. Um, Let's say the Lord blesses me with a thousand dirhams. Okay? Let's say the Lord blesses you with a thousand dirhams. Or maybe 10,000 dirhams. Maybe, I think 10,000 dirhams is better, right? Just remember, this church is prophetic. If I say something, somebody's going to get it. So let, let's, just say, let's just say he blessed you with a thousand dirhams today. Okay? And you receive thousand dirhams from the Lord. Thank you. I send in testimony. Testimonies is at lifechurchglobal.com. I received thousand dirhams. Wow! And so now straight away you think I have to give 10%. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I have, I, wow, man, I have to give 10% to the Lord. Why? Because that's my honor. I need to honor God with my tithe and my offering. I need to give it to him. Let me tell you something. If that is the measure of access that you're giving to what God has given you, then that shows you the measure of honor you have for God. It just tells God that you prefer honoring his law more than him. Do you want to know how God honors you? He allows you to keep 90%. (laughs) He gives you a thousand dirhams. And then he allows you to keep 900. The measure of honor that you have for God is demonstrated by the access God has to what he has already given you. If you have honor in your heart for God, God, everything, everything I am, who I am, I live and breathe because of you. I'm not just going to give you 10% of the day. I'm giving you my whole life. I'm not just going to give you 10% of my salary. Everything belongs to you. 
When you honor the Lord with your heart, and honor is 100% in your heart to God, now look at what happens to you. Because God begins to honor you according to His honor in His heart. You want to know honor? This is why I'm saying honor. God is honor Himself. He's not bound by law. It's a virtue. When He honors you, for you honoring him, he, he does this. So your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. What is he saying? He's saying that you will never go hungry. You will always have food and drink. You will always have shelter. You will always have clothes on your back. You will always have your family. You will always have good health. If you can only give God 100% access in your life. People have, have always said, hey, when you get your salary, get, get 10% and, and give, keep God first. I would love to tell you this. Take your salary and say, God, 100% of it belongs to you. You know why? It's because you're putting yourself in a, in a place to say, I trust you. Even if you tell me to give everything away, I will give everything away because you will not allow your servants to see lack. You will not allow your children to see lack of bread. You will feed me. Even if no one has to give me anything, you will send the ravens to bring meat and bread and you will take care of all of my needs. That is honor. That is living in relationship with honor. When Kelsey and I got married, I did not say, you can have 10% of my time. When God called us to start this church, I did not say, I have only 10% for you. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about possessions. I'm talking about your attention. Your attention in this moment, your attention your heart attitude that says, God, 100% of my attention belongs to you. That is honor. It's not just money, ladies and gentlemen. All your possessions, your clothes, your health, your service. Your service to the house of God, your service outside the house of God to your company. Your, your relationship with people. Everything that you possess, everything that you possess. Are you listening to me? Everything that you possess. We must come into a place where we understand that I am not the Lord of my life. He is. This Lord is not an evil Lord. This Lord is a good Lord. He loves you more than you can imagine. He will give, he will shake the whole of heaven to move on your behalf only if you learn to honor him. That's why he's saying, honor the Lord with all your possessions. All of it. Honor the Lord with your first fruits of all your increase. People think it's about money. No, no, no. I increased in my ability to speak and communicate. I increased in my ability to sing. I increased in my ability to, to, to walk and talk with people. I increased in my ability in my health. Yeah. 
Health is a possession. Why don't you honor God with your health? How do you honor God with your health? By giving it away. Oh, come on. I don't know. (laughs) How do I honor God with my time? He's given me time. We think only 10% of the day belongs to God. Kelsey asked me, uh, we, we have to make, we're doing biblical divinity. And so because of that, we have to make a schedule. And Kelsey asked me, how, how, how long should I put, how long do you spend in the word? I was like, I spend the whole day in the word. How do I, I don't, I can't put it into a time slot. The whole day I'm in the word. I'm constantly thinking about his word. I'm meditating on his word. I'm reading his word. If I get a chance, my gosh, I was sitting in a waiting room and I pulled up my phone and I was reading the word. Because I love his word. I love him. Every minute that I get to spend time with him, I'm going to spend time with him. You know why? Because that's, I'm giving him access to something that is very precious to me and that is time. I, want, I might not have time for people because we're busy, but I have time for him. It's the most valuable commodity you and I have. Yeah. We think time is running out, but if you have the word of God in your life, my God, if you have the word of God, the commands of God in your heart, man, he lengthens your days <laughs> and he gives you long life and peace. Yeah. Why? It's because you've chosen to honor him. You've chosen to honor him. So many years, you know, I've heard people, man, making so many excuses. Oh, I can't come to church. Oh, you know, I'm in a bad mood. I have relatives coming in. I'm sick. My leg hurts, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and all, we're trying to, all we're telling God is I honor myself above you. I honor a painful situation in my life more than you. I honor my time, God. Church has to end at a particular time. Come on, man. <laughs> Church has to start on time. It doesn't start on time. This is not the disciplined church. What if I told you God doesn't exist in time? And if we truly are bringing heaven on the earth, we've got to function like we live outside of time. Oh, pastor, don't you care about my life? No, I do care about my life. That's why you need lengthy days. That's why you need long life. That's why you need peace. That's why we spend time in the word of God. You understand, in the book of Nehemiah, if you were to go to read the book of Nehemiah, you would understand the day they found the word of God, they started reading it. It was for quarter of a day. It was six hours. And then they spent the next six hours repenting and worshiping God. That's a church service, man. We think, oh, you know, I can't go to life group because uh, I have family. You know, they have exams. Just rubbish. It's just rubbish. You're placing more of a value on your immediate family than the family of God. And you're telling me that you don't have time for the body of Christ. You have six other days of the week. You have 24 hours a day, six days a week. You cannot come to church on time. You cannot come for worship on time. You cannot give more than 10%. We have gone into this bubble of Christianity, which lacks honor. You know, when I was preparing this message, I had this vision of this little kid when I was growing up. You know, uh, we went to his house, uh, his family, and and, uh, uh, the parents were so loving to the child, you know. It was getting bigger and bigger as they fed him more and more. And (laughs) they never had any discipline around the child. They just allowed the child to do whatever he wanted to do. 
And so now this child, we're sitting down visiting the family, and, and, and this is when I was growing up, okay? So I'm looking at it going, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I was young, and they were young, and he was young, right? So, and, and I was like, his dad comes up, and he says, son, come here, come here, come, come. Yes, dad. And he gives him a bar of chocolate, big one, massive one. He gives him the chocolate, and the kid is, like, super excited because his father gave him a chocolate. And then his father said, can you share with me? He said, no, 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 it's mine. It's mine. mine. You know how kids do that. No, it's mine, 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 mine. I understood that day that that kid was selfish. That the chocolate that his father gave him was his father's possession. It wasn't his. He could enjoy all of it if he wanted. But the father said, can I have a piece? The question I have for you today is God is saying, can I have a piece of your Friday? Can I have a piece of your Tuesday? Can I have a piece of your Wednesday? Can I have a piece of your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Can I have a piece of it? We're too stuck in our selfishness. We're too stuck in, in, uh, in our own little bubble. Oh, you need, you, need to take, you need to take me. You need to give me honor. You need to honor me. We're so honor deprived that we, f- we spend more. You look at your phone. How many selfies do you have? <laughs> we are such a self-obsessed generation that we'd rather look at ourselves and how pretty we are and how handsome we are and how many rather than taking pictures of other people. Hello. Come on now. Honor. I would know. God would know. How selfish you are. When you just limit your giving to 10%. Some of you even rob him. That's what the Bible says when you, when you withhold this, 10%. That also is like, come on, man. And then we want God to heal us. Let me tell you something. Listen to me very carefully. Okay? Are you glad I'm preaching today? Hello. Let me tell you something. Honor God with your attention. 100% of it. You know why? Because when you need his attention, you want him to come fast. God, heal me. Doctor gave a bad report. God, heal me. Suddenly you just figure out, wow, God existed. So long, you've, you've existed. And you thought you were the Lord of your life. And you were like reading, man, you know, my life, look at my shoes, look at my pants, look at my car, look at this. Take selfies of everything and put it up on Facebook for other people to give you honor. Facebook has made you polluted because it's made you self-obsessed. How much of your pictures on Facebook are not yours? Are not pictures of you, but pictures of other people. Pictures of your family, pictures of food, pictures of whatever, you know, other stuff. 
But if you were to look at your own life, how much of your life is obsessed? You are obsessed only by, by you. Because that life is not a life that is honoring to God. You want to live a life that's honoring to God? Give Him 100% of your time. Give Him 100% of your money. Give Him 100% of your children. Give Him 100% of your wife. Give Him 100% of your car. Give Him 100% of your church. Give Him everything. Everything belongs to Him. Man, you know, God called me to be in ministry. Baba, ministry means 150% belongs to Him. When God calls you into ministry, you work full-time for Him. You work, not go on holiday full-time. You work full-time for Him. Do you understand? We, we, when we talk about honor, oh, pastor, you know, I honor, I honor Pastor John, you know, pastor. But honor is displayed. I don't remember the last time you made a phone call and asked me how I was. <laughs> but you expect the pastor to call you. Oh, pa, pa, oh I, I, pastor has to come to my house and meet me. Oh, baba, selfish, self-obsessed. And you expect Christ to be formed out of you. I wanted to preach this last week and I was like, so I wanted to, see, Pastor Neil, he's so beautiful, you know, the way he honors Kelsey and me. I, I, I just, Thursday, I just said, I just felt like, uh, I just, I miss him. <laughs> I really miss him. So I asked him, when are you coming? He said, I'll come tomorrow if you want me to. I said, yes, please come. He just honored me. That's a father, man. Do you understand? We need to be a people that learn to honor one another. It's important that we honor one another. Firstly, we need to honor God. But we need to understand what honor is. Can I give you some definitions since you're so eager? In English, honor means high respect. When was the last time you had high respect for somebody without earning it? Oh, pastor, you have to preach the way I want you to preach. Then only will I come to your church and, and give you respect. You have forgotten to honor. Great esteem. This is in English. Regarded with great respect. In Latin, honor was what was given to someone, but it never described the quality of the person. Oh, that person is honoring. That's why we need honor. No, no, no. In, in Latin, in those days, honor was given to a person who had a title. If they were in the Roman army and they were a general or, or a commander or whatever, they were given honor based on the position that they were called in. Are you with me? It's the same thing even in the kingdom of God. We, God has given us the fivefold as of last week, we have a new fivefold and the old fivefold. <laughs> huh? So God has given us the fivefold ministry. He's called pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, apostles, all of them as positions given to people. Sons, his sons and daughters. Pay attention to this part very closely. These are titles that God has given to people. Man hasn't chosen them. God did. Someone of a higher authority chose someone to have authority. 
And when we choose not to honor them, we'll say, oh, well, you know, uh, Pastor John has, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just giving, I'm, I'm, I don't have it. Let's, say, let's just say he has bad breath. And, and he's talking, 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 and I feel like I'm going to faint any minute. Maybe I should faint to show that the, the anointing was so strong that I fell down to save myself from what is happening. Just, let's just say that. And, and after you get up from that place, your view of Pastor John has changed. Because you've seen a flaw in the man. And because of that now, you give less respect, less honor. What you're doing is you're giving less respect and honor to the one who chose him. Do you understand? The fivefold ministry of people who are called into God's kingdom are not chosen because they decided to do it. They're chosen because God has called them. God has chosen them. We don't honor people just because of their, of their lack of character. Or we don't dishonor people because of their lack of character. We honor them because of God's choice. Please pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Because people in this room have come from other churches dishonoring their pastor, thinking that this pastor will honor them. And they come here and the word is so sharp. If we like, this is not the church for me, man. Long service first and foremost. And then they start bringing up all the flaws. And because they bring up all the flaws, they disqualify themselves from stepping into a place of walking in the favor that is on the man's life. So today, the title of my sermon is Unlimited Favor. The sermon has just started, okay? <laughs> Unlimited favor. You know, when, when, a, uh, when you see a cop on the street, why do you stop when he puts his hand up? <laughs> you, you stop because the, the full force of the law is behind him. That guy has favor. He can break the law. Right? He can speed to catch you. But you have to stop. <laughs> why? You might know the cop personally. Hey, this is my brother, man. This is my friend. I know him. He's my brother. Don't choose that one. I know very well. Too well, actually. Too well that you've disqualified yourself from accessing the favor that is on that person's life. See, when a cop stops you, the full force of the government is behind it. He can be a constable, but even... Anybody has to stop if he says stop. You can be the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. You will stop. Why? It's because if you don't stop. <laughs> this, this cop has the full right to put you in a place that you never dreamed you'd go. And your money can't buy you out of there. Do you understand? We honor it because we feel like we're going to lose something. Pay attention. We honor the law because if we don't honor the law, we feel like we might lose something. But if you, in the kingdom of God, when you honor whom God honors, you step into the favor that is on their life. You step into their, you, you unlock favor that has never been over your life. It's unlimited favor. 
unlimited favor. The word uh, for honor in Hebrew, pay attention, is the word kabod. And the word, or it's derived from the word kabod. And that word kabod means it's heavy. It's weighty. It's a burden. To give honor to a person means that you're putting a burden of glory. (laughs) When I honor a person, I'm taking glory that is on my life, authority that is on my life, and I'm placing it on them. To honor God means that, that I am taking honor that he has given me and I'm giving it to him. I'm placing a burden, a heavy glory on the Lord. I remember one day when I was in worship and uh, in my house and Kelsey uh, was not at home. And I was worshiping God and I was just like, wow, I'm just loving your presence. And, you know, I was just fellowshipping with the Lord and worship music was going on. And and, uh, I just completely, I I forgot, I completely lost track of time or actually this happens very regularly. Uh, to me, I keep losing track of time, and and uh, and I'm in this moment with, of worship, and suddenly the presence of God just shifted in the room, like it's shifting now, and it shifted in such a way that I could tangibly feel the weight of God's glory upon me, to the point where I felt I could not stand. In the presence of God. Not because I'm, I'm afraid of him, but it's just so heavy. How many of you have experienced that? It happened in worship today. When we were singing about the glory, the glory, we give you worthy. You are worthy. What are you doing? You're taking glory and you're putting it on him. And as you put it on him, he takes his glory and he puts it on you. Just remember, when you give your 10%, he gives you 90 So when you come and you give your worship to God, if you give him 100%, guess what you're going to get from God? If you give him 100% of your glory, your attention, he will give you 100% of his attention. He's not going to withhold himself from you. He's not going to hold back from you. Everything that you give, he gives it back to you. Are you listening? And so when I, I, was, I, I was in this place of worship and I, I just felt like I just need to kneel down. I, can't, I need to sit down. And when I, kneeled, when I knelt down, the glory became even more. Why? It's because kneeling is a sign of reverence. It's something that I gave to him. I don't lift my hands because it's the right thing to do it, to stretch in the presence of God. Stretch. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> what a worship song. Wow. Praise the Lord. No, no, it's got nothing to do with that kind of stuff. It has everything to do with every, every beating heart honors him. And you lift your hands up into that cloud of glory. And you're saying, it, you are worth my surrender. You are worth my submission in this moment. I stand here. You can even strike me down, but I know you will love me. I might look like a fool to people around right now, but I know I'm worshiping you. It was in that moment that the glory started increasing, 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 like it's increasing now. It's getting heavier and heavier. And then they came to such a point where I could not even stand, I could not even sit, I could not even kneel. I had to go face down before the presence of God and I stayed there for nearly five hours because he would not relent. He wouldn't, he he took what I gave him and then he gave me his 100%. 
honor. Honor is the key that unlocks the glory. Honor is the key that unlocks the rest of the 90% in the Father's heart. Our honor is the key. You, if you are lacking in your life, I would challenge you, give him your 100%. Give him your 100% and see what he does to you. He will lavish himself on you. He will pour out heaven over your life only because someone chose to love him more than 10%. Someone chose to honor him more than 10%. Someone said, I honor God in my relationship with him more than his demands of the law. We must come into a place where we honor God above everything else. This is our responsibility, not as just, just as Christians, but as children of God. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Jesus says in, um, I think it's Matthew, yeah, Matthew chapter 15, I think, Jesus says this. He says, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know why Jesus figured that out? It's because they honored Jesus with their lips, but there was no weight from the heart. There was no honor in the heart. So when we worship, when we sing, we dance, we praise, we do all, we clap, we, we come and put money in the offering, we come to church and we spend our time. If it is because of a religious responsibility, then we have lost an opportunity to receive from God. Are you with me? We have missed an opportunity to take something that God has given us and lay a burden on him. When, he lays a, when you lay a burden on him, he will come and lay himself on you. The whole of heaven will come because God is honoring someone. Today when we honored the coaches, why did you stand up? It was honor for them. Why did you clap? Because it was honor for them. Now the coaches looked at your honor for them and they saw, man, these are the people that God has called us to serve. Now we will serve them because they honor us. And they will honor you in return. They will give you 100% of their life. But then if you sit down and you just don't participate in life group and you don't answer their phone calls and you don't answer their text messages, now you're dishonoring the call of God on their life. Your coaches should have been excited when I said that. At least the coaches. Please listen to me. God is looking for real relationship. Not fake fruit of the lips. If the heart is not connected to what you're doing, might as well not do it. But if you're going to do it anyways, if you're lifting up your hands... Lift up your hands to him as worship. Lift up your hands to him as giving honor to him. You know, when we sing you are worthy, you're saying you are worthy, God, of my life. In this moment, if I have to give up my life for you, it is an honor. That's what we're saying. But if you are having other plans in that moment... Your worship to God is empty. If you give him empty worship, what are you expecting in return? 
What are you expecting from God? What are you here for? What are we here for? What are we here for? What are you here for? Are you here because you want a blessing? But blessing comes because you've chosen to honor. You're not here because you want to get something. You're here because you came to give something. Man, you look at this place. You look at everything that is in this room. There's this facility. Why, why do we need to give it to you? Why, we need, why do we need to do this for you? It's because we are honoring you. We're not honoring you with just 10%. Some people come, if you want to know, some people wake up at 7 a.m. and come to this hall by 11 a.m. from different parts of the, of the, of the country to serve you. They put these chairs here to honor you. Those people sitting at the back over there, these lights, do you think angels came and did it? The person sitting next to you was the one who put up those lights. They are the ones who make you look good. They are the ones who welcome you. Why do they need to do that? It's because they're giving you honor. Come on, stand up and honor the people who are serving in this house. Give them glory. Give them honor. Praise them. While you're doing that, give Jesus some honor and praise. It's less than what you would give a man. Give him praise. Come on. Give him honor for everything that Jesus has done. I've never been a part of a church where people honor each other as much as we do. I've never been a part of a church where people serve the way they serve. It takes 80 to 90 people every week to do what we do. 80 to 90 people serving to give you an experience of God. That's phenomenal, phenomenal. And you're not even paying for it. People buy tickets for a movie and don't go late. They go for a concert. They go, let me tell you something. They go for a, they pay six, eight hundred, nine hundred dirhams for a concert. And they stand in line for four hours before the concert starts. It's hypocritical that we don't come early to church. It's hypocritical. We think that we will live this, we are oblivious of God. And only when we are in times of need that God exists in our life. Come on. When, it, when you have everything that God has given you, when days are okay, there is a responsibility to give 100% to God. It's not when you're in need. 
It's when you have. When you have, give. Don't hold back. Kelsey and I make it, a, it's a privilege to empty our bank accounts. It's a privilege. Because if we empty our bank accounts in the beginning of the month, man, God will show up. I experience God in ways that you will never experience. You know why? Because I make it a point to empty it. I've given up everything to honor you. People have shamed us. They call us liars. They call us demon possessed. It's it's okay, whatever. But we honor our people that walk through these doors and you walk late. You walk in late. Fourth song. And you think that the song needs to be right for me to raise my hand. You can't make any mistakes in worship. If you make mistakes in worship, then God is not here. Why? Because God is excellent. If God did not need our worship, he wouldn't have given us the gifts to worship. If God did not want you to live, you wouldn't have the air in your lungs breathing right now. You are breathing because God is honoring you. He's honoring you, man. Just sit down and act like he needs to work for you. He is the greatest worshiper of all times. Let me tell you how. Take the first step. Take that first step to honor him. And he will open the windows of heaven over your life. He will respond to you better than you respond to him. How do you know that? Well, pastor... When I, when I needed him, let me tell you something. He, let me, are you ready? Are you ready for this? I'm on fire, by the way. Are you ready for this? When you are in trouble, forget about trouble. We don't need those things. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. He comes to you at the speed of your thought. He honors you when you think about him. You need the right environment. You need the right song to worship. But he needs you to think. You need the right church to not preach false doctrine. He just needs you to think. And he's there. You just think of his name. And demons will flee from you because he comes to you. He comes and he reveals himself. He empowers you. Just when you think of him. How many thoughts do you have of him? The Bible says his thoughts for you are greater than the sands of the earth. How many thoughts do you have? How much do you honor this God? How much do you honor him? Are you so busy with your life you don't have time to think of him? But when you think of him, he comes. When you just have that thought that Jesus, he's there. When you just think of him, you don't need faith for that. You just need to have a thought. He doesn't need faith. He doesn't need your faith. He just needs you to think of him. Just think of his name and he's there. 
Not just when you're in times of need, but when you have everything. Just think of him, Jesus. A bonus would be, I love you. It's not about church. It's about access to your heart. We want God to move and give us the business deals and give us the prophetic word. We don't want to honor him with our time. We don't want to honor him by by being with his people. His body. This is his body. You want the head to turn to you, but you don't want the, the hand that shakes your hand. You want to hug the very body of Christ. We look at other pastors and their churches and we ridicule them. And we say, oh, we're way better. We're way better. Whoa, you're just speaking against the very body you're a part of. You're speaking against pastors whom God has chosen. Come on. Come on, preach it. When you, Jesus says, if you give a cup of cold water to a, one of these, yeah. you've given it to me. Just imagine the words you have spoken against people of God. Oh, that pastor, he wants to only be, have all the money. Oh, he only talks about money all the time. He only talk, wants plane and he wants this and he wants that. What is your problem? You mind your own business. You mind your own honor. Why do you have to dishonor someone? You honor them. Honor them. By honoring them, you're honoring the call of God on their life. This way God will open the floodgates of heaven over your life. We must choose to honor outside of personal character preferences. Let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Let's read it together, okay? We're reading wisdom, aren't we? We're reading wisdom, aren't we? Yeah. Let's read it together. One two, three. Give and it will be given to you. I don't know, maybe I think I'm, I'm super excited for some good measure. Yeah. Press down, shaken together. I don't know about you. You can, you can enjoy yourself over there. <laughs> this is in the context of honor. Yeah. Honor is displayed by giving. So when you give your time, your time will be given. How? Good measure. Running over will be put into your bosom. People are wondering, what is bosom? <laughs> bosom are not, not what you think it is. I studied it. Bosom is, is basically the, when you have a long robe, there's a wallet on the inside here. Okay, it's on your stomach. I'll explain, it's very spiritual. Wait, wait, just wait for it. I, I just want you to catch the word. Get a little excited with the wisdom. Okay? Give and it will be so if i give honor honor will be given okay when honor is given to you all of creation is attracted to you do you understand 
that boss that hates you in the office will start honoring you. You know why? It's because God has honored you. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So the it is the question mark. What are you giving? <laughs> are, you, are you reading the word? What are you giving? Right now in this moment, huh, you're giving God your attention. So what is he giving you in return? So when God gives you your attention, what are you saying to him? If a king had to call you into his palace for an audience, would you go and look at him? You would communicate to him. You would ask him, what is it that you called me here for? Right? You would honor him. And when you honor him, the king would honor you back. When the king honors you back, there are witnesses. So when you walk out of the palace with honor, you've walked out of, pa of the palace into a nation that will begin to honor you the way the king honors you. What are you doing in the church? What are you doing when you have an audience with the king of all kings? When the king gives something to you, when your God, when your Lord gives something to you, he gives it to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know why? It's because your 10% gave him access to his 90%. God doesn't give it according to your measure. He gives it according to his good pleasure. If you think that, oh, I just want to give, Lord, I have 10% to give you and that's all I can give you. Why was Jesus impressed with the woman's two mites? It's because she had given all that she had. It was just two dirhams. It was two mites. But it caught his attention. You know why? Because that's the honor that she gave. It had, it had more value to him than the bags and bags of money that the rich people were putting in. Do you understand? Even if you're rich in this room, which I know you are. Your two mites are not two dirhams. You know what your two mites are. Your two mites are all that you have. Everything belongs to God. And when you come and you give it, he's what? Man, I'm telling you, God watches how you give financially. More than anything else, he watches how you give. Don't think you can fool God. Don't think you can listen to wisdom and not sow into it. You must come into a place where you understand. Oh, what is the church doing with, the, with your money? Well, it's none of your business. When you give, you're giving to God. You're not giving to a church. What he does with it is not your problem. What he does to you after that 
is what you should be worried about. You should think about what he is going to do for you after you give. He doesn't give you according to your 10%. He gives according to the 90, 100% that he, listen, when God honors you, he doesn't give you according to the honor you give him. Because then he's a measly God. He's limited. But when God honors you, he gives according to the measure of his heart, how he feels for you. Some people might be sitting in the room and say, Pastor, you know, I've been waiting for this breakthrough all my life. God has been waiting for you all your life. Pastor, give me a prophetic word. God is saying, give me your worship. Give me your attention. Give me your time. Give me your space. Have you, you know, my space doesn't exist anymore. God has taken it all. At any minute, God can wake me up in the middle of the night and say, come spend time with me. And I will give it up and go and spend time with him. I'll be sitting with my wife and we will be having dinner. And God would say, hey, can I have a minute? Like God, take, come have dinner with us. That's the heart. God, I welcome you. Why do you pray for your food? Why do you say, God, bless my food? So that you lose weight after you eat it? Huh? You're, you're giving him thanks for what he has given you. What is that? It's honor. You're giving him honor. It's not just, oh, I, I just want to say grace. Let me say grace. No, no. Grace is a person. He is grace. When you honor him, now grace begins to flow on your life where you will have lengthy days and you will have a long life and you will have peace. Because you chose to welcome the King of Kings into your life. And Psalm 30 verse 5 says, His anger lasts for only a moment. But His favor lasts a lifetime. Yeah, that's, that's one of you got it. Two of you got it. His favor lasts a lifetime. I think I'm ready for some lifetime of favor, don't you think? I think maybe I, I'm the only one that would celebrate wisdom when I, when I feel like I'm giving my life to Jesus and he gives me favor for a lifetime. Man, I've got to enjoy favor. He's given me favor for what? It's because I chose to honor him. I chose to honor him when I did not need to honor him. When I, when, I was, when I needed everything for myself, I chose to give it to him. I said, God, I honor you. And because I honor you, now he gives me access. Oh. He doesn't say favor only in finances when I give him money. Favor looks like this. It's like, a, it's like a perfume you wear. Anybody wear perfume? Why do you wear perfume? Did you smell bad in the first place? What was wrong with the original smell? 
Just think. Think. Why do you do what you do? The reason why you wear perfume is because you want the other person to be pleased. It's a statement of honor. I don't want to sit in a room smelling bad to dishonor. Why do I clean my house when I have guests coming? It's honor. And when you visit somebody's house, you don't walk hoping that you would open the fridge and then just take everything. Although they, they, are, they don't, might not have a problem with it. You are dishonoring their home. You walk into their home and you eat what they give you. Why? It's because that's your honor to them. Listen, we exchange honor all the time. We just don't know it. You know why? It's because we don't do it with a good heart. And because we, we, it's just empty words. It's no intention of the heart. There's no weight in our honor. I would love for people to honor one another by looking them in the eye and telling them that they honor them and then demonstrating their honor. You know how you could do that? Is by committing to serve in the house and stay committed. Don't wait for people, your, your head, to say, Hey, where are you, man? Are you coming to church? Are you coming for life group? No, no, you should be the one saying, What time does life group start? I want to be in life group. Because you're saying, as a, as a member of this church, you're saying, God has placed you in my life as a coach. God has placed you in my life as a pastor. God has placed you as a, as a, as a head over my, over, over my life. So I'm going to honor your time. I'm not going to take my time. I'm going to honor your time. I'm going to be faithful with my attendance to life group. I'm going to be faithful with my attendance to church. I'm not going to make up any stupid excuse because in dishonoring you, I'm dishonoring God. Yeah, that's, yeah. The standard of our life is so much more higher than we've been living. Requirement, the requirement of grace, ladies and gentlemen, is so much more higher. In the Old Testament, if you, if you, if you slept with a woman outside of marriage, you were killed. But in grace, you look at a woman with lust. No, you're not finished. <laughs> Do you understand? You look at a woman with lust, you have already committed sin in your heart. And the wages of sin is death. But it's a slow death. God doesn't kill you straight away. Old Testament, he would have whacked you straight away. But Old Testament, he waits. You know why he waits? In the New Testament, he waits. You know why he waits? He's honoring you. He's honoring you. He's honoring the process of life that you're going through. He doesn't expect you to be like him. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your frailty. He knows that you make mistakes. He knows it. That's why he gives you grace. But when you understand that he's given you everything that you have, and if you think you own everything, it is your possessions. And you don't want to share with God. No, no, no. I don't want to give. I don't want to give. No, no, no. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. You're literally cutting yourself off from the favor of God. When you go to your office, 
That's the reason why you get fired. That's why your boss is upset and angry. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. You want to know what favor looks like? You, for no reason, you get promoted. You've been the worst performer at your job and they give you a promotion. You know why? God has favored you. And guess what? When God favors you, man, it lasts for a lifetime. You don't have to work and work and work for his favor. He gives you one favor. That's it. Finish. You are done. Now you are, now you are a possessor of the favor of God. What do you do then? You say, God, I want to honor you with my favor. And then he increases the favor. And this whole cycle, God loving you, you loving God. It's like, wow, I have no time for anything else in this world because God has taken up all of my time. Come on now. Good, huh? You okay? Are you loving this? This is just the foundation of the, of the series, okay? So we're going to go deeper. I'm super passionate about this series because I, I really feel like God wants to establish, he wants to make a statement to every other church and even this nation. Yeah. If he wants to point out what a selfless generation looks like, he should point at this church. He should point to you and me and he say, man, you want to show, let me... Hey, devil, come here. Let me show you what commitment looks like. Hey, people, come here. Come to this church. God needs to testify on your behalf. He needs to say, come to this church. These people believe miracles. Come to this church because these people believe signs and wonders. Come to this church. You know why? Because the king of kings is honored in this church. People often wonder, why when everything is falling out apart, four churches outside in this city, why is this church being blessed? <laughs> huh? Why? Oh, people are losing their venues. We're still being here. You must understand what favor looks like. You must understand what favor looks like. You must understand what favor looks like. But the reason why God chose to favor us is not because we're just his favorites. Oh, I'm God's favorite, brother. Oh, you know. No, no, no. There's a price. It's called 100%. 100% honor. Let me tell you the secret. You want to know the secret? It's called a chain of honor. A chain of honor. Kelsey and I have a spiritual father, spiritual parents called Pastor Neil and Pastor Savi. Have you met him? Last week he was here, right? He's, he's absolutely adorable. I love him. Both of them, actually. <clears throat> we have our own parents. But even though he, both of them are spiritual parents, we choose to honor them the way we would honor our real parents. And when 
we began when God brought us together and we chose to honor them with our hearts, our time, our money, everything. Whatever, if he wakes up and says, son, I need you, I'm not going to ask him why. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm busy right now. We just drop everything and go for him. Do you understand? It's honor. Right? And, and the reason why we're in so much favor is because the honor in our hearts have tapped into the favor that is on his life. Do you understand? Pastor Neil planted the first church in Dubai 36 years ago. He went through persecution like nobody else has gone through. We don't have to go through the persecution. We don't have to pay the price that Pastor Neil and Pastor Savi have paid the price. But honor in our hearts for them has allowed us to tap into the favor that, listen, the favor that comes from God because of a laid down life. Because of their honor to God and our honor to them, we have tapped into their favor. We've bypassed years and years and years and years of paying a price just by honoring. Just by giving honor. Just by honoring them with our time, honoring them with our money, honoring them with, 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 with everything, with, with, with our affections in our heart. Everything. Honoring them, giving them 100% honor. It allows us to tap into the favor. That's the reason why when we as a church, now please listen to me very carefully. This is the chain. When God called Kelsey and I to lead this church, your honor for Kelsey and I have caused, us, caused you, this church, to tap into the favor that is on our life. Do you understand? Yeah. Have we, have we reached a place where we said, okay, no, 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 now, Angelo, you have to honor me. I'm your pastor. If you, people are asking you for honor, you know how you should honor people? It's because of the way they serve you. Not because you need, qualify for it. The reason why you should honor people is because you're an honorable person. It's because God has put his honor in your heart. Every single person in this room carries honor in their heart. You know how I know this? It's because the Ten Commandments which are on stone is now in your heart. Have you, have you heard the, the commandment that says honor your father and your mother? It's in your heart. It's already in you. To honor is natural. You don't need to like decide. Oh, I need to decide to honor. No, no. It's just natural. You just move yourself aside, everything flows. You just move your junk aside, honor will automatically flow. You, you move your opinion aside of the nation. Listen, let me tell you something. You want to tap into the favor that is on this city and this nation? Hello, look at it. In the middle of nowhere. There's an awesome city that the world is coming to. 
Businesses are sprawling, families are growing, there's life growing everywhere in this city. And, you're, and we walk around and say bad things about them. Oh my gosh, you are, you are stamping on the favor that God has given them. Come on, man, you must understand, be strategic, be smart. Don't be a dumb Christian, be a smart Christian. Be strategic. Honor. When you see favor on a person's life, my God, just honor them. Don't look at their flaws. Don't look at the flaws of, of people in authority. Oh, no, the law, 5% rack. Man, just give it, man. Give, like really, have an have a honor in your heart. Just give it. Wow, what a, this, I've been here for 17 years. There's ne- never one day did Dubai ask me for money. Never. They've never. Till that. And that too, for businesses, not even for salary. What are we grumbling about? When we grumble against a city, that's the reason why favor becomes thin over your life. But when you start speaking life over the city, when you start honoring the rulers, when you start honoring people in authority, when you start honoring the king, when you start honoring the government, now you understand that God is the one who chose them and put them in that place. You must honor them. You must honor the royal family. You must, not out of fear, but because of love. You love them. Oh, they take care of their own. Phenomenal. There's so much of favor on their own. Just honor their own. Come on. Oh, I'm just an expat. I'm here for for some time and I'm going to go because, you know, I have another plan and, you know, I'm I'm here for three years. And I said the same thing. 18 years later, I'm still here thinking of another place. Listen, forget about the place. We don't belong to the earth. We have another kingdom. We have another kingdom. Stop building your house that will, that will fade away. Build so into the kingdom that will never fade away. Let's stand up. Let's stand up.